0: from KQED. Mylin Lee has been
1: lying to her parents about who she is for decades. You have to answer them with no hesitancy. I mean, sometimes you can pretend like you've forgotten your thinking, but there's a certain energy you have to put behind those answers or else it looks a little
0: suspicious. Most of us have lied to our parents, but Mylin is lying a lot about major things. And she's kind of old for that. She's 31.
1: It's, it's almost like a weird disorder I have now where I start lying about things I don't even need to lie about, but I just do it to be on the safe side.
0: This is The Leap. I'm Judy Campbell. And here's reporter April Domboski with this story about a woman who says her whole life is about being two people at the same time. Mylin woke up from a dream in a panic. In the dream, her mom and dad had just died, and their ghosts were driving a van. They were taking Mylin and her brother and sisters to the cemetery.
1: And there was no funeral. No one was wearing all black. It was just the family. And we get out of the van, and this is where we're supposed to say goodbye. And, um... I hold out this wad of cash, like a fat wad of like 100 bills or something and I try to hand it to my, my mom and she's like, oh no, just keep it, we can't take that with us now.
0: Then she tried to give her her only
1: gold necklace and it turned into bronze when I handed it over to her and there was just like this feeling of remorse of not giving them what they wanted while they were alive
0: has never been who her parents wanted her to be. So when she's with them, she gives them the daughter they want, and she keeps the truth about who she is to herself. It can be exhausting.
1: Sometimes when they try calling me on the weekend and I'm too anxious to answer, because I don't know what lies I'm going to have to come up with in that phone call, I just don't respond, or I don't pick up.
0: And then she'll text them back a couple days later and say, oh, sorry, I was camping even though she was home the whole weekend doing nothing.
1: Some people are like, you're 31 now, why do you have to keep doing this? And I, no one can understand how special my parents are. They're just different, even for Asian immigrant parents. And I can never know how they're gonna react to something that seems really normal to me, so I just don't even risk it.
0: But this dream of her ghost parents driving her to their own funeral, of Mylan trying to give them her most valuable possessions, but it was too late. It made her wonder if she should own up to all the lies she's been living since high school.
1: If I know that my time with them is short now, do I use that time to tell them the truth and to to share myself, like my true self with them. Like don't I want, I don't know, to have any kind of relationship with them before they leave and that's just, I don't know.
0: When she was young, Mai Lin barely remembers seeing her parents at all. Her mom and dad had fled Vietnam after the war, settled in San Jose and tried to forget the past. After they had my Lynn and her younger sister, they spent all their time working on a food truck.
1: Like this was before food trucks were hip, you know, it was just very functional.
0: Her dad drove and collected the money. Her mom did all the cooking. She knew how to make hamburgers,
1: chow mein, hot dogs, burritos.
0: They were on the truck from 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. every day. And they were always so tired, so irritable.
1: My relationship with my mom probably started going south really early once um, probably once I hit first grade. there was one
0: time my Lynn left her backpack at home. she was six and no one could understand
1: why I was so worried about that. And when I got home, my mom found out and she just lost her mind like she threatened to not feed me that night. she was just saying all kinds of things like
0: you know why are you so stupid? like what do you eat? She sat Mylin down and dropped a giant textbook on the table. She wanted me to copy the whole thing from front to back.
1: So I'm sitting there, like, copying out this textbook as my punishment. I still have the, um, the little blister on my middle finger from holding that pencil to this
0: day. It wasn't just her mom. Her dad, too. She never knew what was going to set them off. Just the amount of
1: rage they had inside of them was scary. I would wake up every morning just dreading the day. Like, what am I gonna mess up today? What are they gonna yell at me ab- about today? If I got home before they did, and then I'd hear that garage door open, I would just run to my room and like pretend like I was doing homework because I didn't want to talk to them.
0: Mylin's best friend says when Mylin was young, she had these huge eyes. She always looked like she was about to cry or like she just finished crying. Her first grade teacher must have thought something was up at home because one day she invited a social worker to the class. Somehow I had the
1: feeling that that social worker was there to see me even before anything was said. You know, she introduced the social worker to the whole classroom and then she said, oh, and she's going to take Mylin into the next room and, and have a little chat with her. You know, she kept asking questions like, do they hit you and where do they hit you and this kind of thing. And, you know, my parents weren't
0: physically abusive but they were just terrifying. As Mylan got older, her parents got more and more controlling. Her mom would see a show on TV about kids getting kidnapped, and next thing you know, Mylan wasn't allowed to walk anywhere by herself, or even ride the bus. They listened in on all her phone conversations. Even my
1: friends and my friends' parents felt bad for me. Like, they would actually lie to my parents for me sometimes so that I could go to the movies or something, you know?
0: Mylan went from being the kid who always looked like she was going to cry to a teenager who couldn't fall asleep at night.
1: I was just kind of picking up on what my parents were afraid of. It just really leaked into my own personality.
0: She was always reacting to them, reading their moods, dodging their tantrums, making up stories to keep the peace.
1: I really kept it together. Like, I was really good at suppressing (laughs) my own anger and frustration and just, like putting on a show for them and letting them feel what they want to feel.
0: She saw her life unfolding into a vacant lot. She saw a future where she follows all her parents' rules on the outside, and the rage that burns in her stomach slowly drains until inside, she's empty. She needed something, somewhere where she could feel something else, where she could start to figure out who she was besides her parents' daughter. That's when she discovered the youth center, when she was in 12th grade, she started to sneak over after school to hang out with all the break dancers. There was that movie that came out, You Got Served. She was entranced by what the dancers in the film were doing. The supervisor at the center started to teach her some moves, one wrist roll, one leg hit at a time. Mylin was like the popping and locking version of the Karate Kid. Soon, she was dancing freestyle in battles. Lynn knew her parents wouldn't approve. She told them she was doing volunteer work after school.
1: Everything was about college. And so if they heard from their friends like, oh yeah, your kid needs to do this because like it'll help her get into college, then I was allowed to do it. So dancing wasn't even on the on the map because none of the other kids were doing it.
0: Dance was her secret. When she was moving, she could just be and explore and not think about the future.
1: Especially with popping, because it was all freestyle, there wasn't any choreography. So it was always about like kind of being in the moment and just seeing where it goes. And I think that's just how I was naturally built to operate. Like I just wanted to not know (laughs) where things were going, but look for what excited me the most. And the way that my parents had things planned out, there was no room for that. There was no possible way I was going to be able to do that.
0: The plan was for Mylan to become a pharmacist. Like, I was given no, no say in this. So when Mylan went to UCLA for college, she majored in biochemistry. She hated it.
1: I remember I couldn't sleep one night because I just kept replaying this dance that I choreographed in my head over and over and over again for the whole night. And the, the next morning, I went to the dance department and I asked them, like, how do I get in? And that was where things really started to open up for me it was like i left one world where things just everything sucked and then i walked into another world where there was so much potential and there were so many possibilities
0: she switched her major from biochem to dance this is how the real lying started the next time her mom called and she just says are you still
1: studying science and i just was caught off guard so it kind of just slipped it came out i just the first thing I said no I am not exactly and she said then what are you studying and I know the wrong answer is I don't know so this is a tricky part um with this question is if whatever comes out of my mouth next there has to be all the steps planned out after that up to me getting a job so I I said um Instead of telling her what I was studying, I just told her, I'm, I decided I'm going to be a
0: lawyer. <laughs> so I just threw that down. To Mylin, this was a brilliant performance. After we hang
1: up, I'm thinking, oh my god, that was the best thing I could have said because there's no
0: pre-law requirements. There, there's no pre-law major. She just bought herself two years to keep dancing without any nagging. So it felt
1: like, wow, that turned out really well.
0: But it turned out to be a curse. When those two years were up, she felt like she had no choice but to live out the lie, a lie that would morph and grow and become more and more elaborate over many years.
1: This was the start of my double life. She took the LSAT and applied to law school. My whole life is about doing two things at once, I feel like, or being two people at once.
0: After she finished school and got a job at a corporate law firm in San Francisco, she was competing in dance battles at night and on the weekend. She started booking theaters, putting together her own shows, getting reviewed in the paper. I kept calling it my Starbucks job. You know how every artist has to have a Starbucks job? So that's what law was to me. She'd visit her parents, eat Bonseo, and tell them how much her bosses at the law firm loved her, How she was on track for a promotion. How she was the dutiful, successful daughter they had always planned on. But then she had that dream, the one where her parents are ghosts driving the family to the graveyard.
1: It's weird. Even though I don't have a relationship with them, I feel really attached to them. Which is why I think that dream was so painful.
0: It was like, don't I want them to know? She's starting to win awards for her dancing and get recognized. Maybe her parents will be proud.
1: Maybe I've been selfish about who I am. Like I haven't shared any of that with them.
0: My Lynn decides now's the time to tell them. She sends them a video of her dancing in a popping battle. In it, she's gliding over the stage, folding her hands in intricate, deliberate movements, both precise and graceful. The DJ and a row of judges sit behind her on the stage, one of them nodding his approval. Five hours
1: later, my dad called me, and um, I pick up, and he brings up the video immediately. And my first thought was, oh my God, he's going to tell me how much he liked it. Uh Uh-huh. He was kind of in tears and he said that he, he nearly fainted when he saw it even though you know i'm on a stage i'm fully clothed i don't know exactly what he was thinking but he called me crying and saying things like is this what you do like are is are those the people you associate yourself with like he felt so ashamed then he says if you love us you'll stop dancing right now I just said, okay, I quit dancing right now and then I hung up on him.
0: We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back.
1: <laughs> Are you guys ready? Baby, we'll now. Let's, let's have two of you face each other. If sometime- right up against
0: each other, and I want to... it. stands in front of a wall-length mirror, trying out some moves. Tent, like, really tense. She's brought really... together a group of street dancers from her world of popping and hip-hop with a group of ballet dancers. In a few weeks, they're going to perform together, on stage, two opposing worlds colliding in art. I wanted
1: to use the Ugly Duckling which I think a lot of people misinterpret as like a story about transformation, which is kind of funny because the ugly duckling didn't like suddenly transform into a swan. He was actually always a swan. So it was actually a story about misperception.
0: Mylin wants to correct the record to show that ballet and street dancers have more in common than they have differences. They
1: just had moments where they suddenly thought the same thing and did the same thing, like at the same time. And it was crazy, because you know that that could only happen when two people are so in tune with each other and listening so hard that they could be thinking the same thing.
2: Oh, Lord, please don't let me be.
0: The show is a huge success. Every night is sold out. It gets written up in newspapers and on radio and TV programs. My Lynn is named one of 20 women to watch in the arts. Her parents know nothing. She can't share any of her accomplishments with them, but she still wants to be a part of her family. She thinks if her mom and dad can't understand her, maybe she can try to do more to understand them. Hello. Oh,
1: no, it's, I have, I hear it in here.
0: Okay. She decides to interview her parents.
1: (laughs) And when you were born.
0: Her mother tells her how when she was a kid, her father hit her all the time. I was so scared of him, she says. When he told us to do something and we couldn't do it, he would beat us. He said that I was stupid. <laughs> and more
1: things came out, and some family secrets that I had never known, and it It helped me understand why they have so much anxiety about
2: life. Her dad was 17 when the war started. He joined the
0: South Vietnamese Air Force and learned to fly a helicopter. Did you ever shoot the guns?
2: Shoot the gun, shoot the rocket. Really? And they have a gun. Uh, Her
0: dad married his first wife during they, uh, the war. She was nine months pregnant with their first son when Saigon one. fell. But he
2: uh, concentration uh, camp.
0: You went to a concentration mm-hmm.
2: camp? for three years, 1975.
1: Like you, you were th- a prisoner?
2: Yeah, prisoner for three years. And then. Uh, what was it like in the concentration camp? Oh, terrible life. So the, but I am. Uh,
0: he says, I, I starved. Down, the first 19 the months, I got made. so skinny. Wow. And then. Did they
2: hit you? Did they, beat you? they had. They beat a lot of people. Uh, some people died because they tried to escape from the camp, and they killed them.
0: After he was released from the camp, he managed to sneak out of Vietnam to the U.S. He worked one low-wage job after another, saving up to bring his wife and sons over. Then he got the letter. It said there was a boat. Ten people from his family were in it, and only two survived. His wife and oldest son were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Mylin is silent through this story. For the next six minutes on the tape, she doesn't ask a question no interruptions, no comments. You can feel her just watching him.
1: That was the first time I'd, I'd um, seen him like that. It was weird for me to be there for him because we just never have had that kind of relationship where we were there for one another.
0: On some level, this string of tragedies explained things. Her parents' outbursts and overprotectiveness, their obsession with her success on their terms. But for Mylin, there's a million steps between understanding her parents' past and making peace with how things went down during her own childhood. Nothing could suddenly make it okay that her parents refused to accept her for who she is. The interview couldn't fix that.
1: It's not like I — mean, it wasn't about forgiving anybody. It wasn't about me
0: working through any of my own feelings. It's almost like My Lin is getting revenge for their reaction to the dance video. She bears her soul to her parents and they're ashamed of her. Now her dad reveals the most vulnerable moments of his life. And My Lin just kind of shrugs her shoulders. She's too angry for there to be any understanding. Within a few months, everyone seems to forget that these interviews ever happened. They never talked about it again. And the pattern between Mylin and her parents slips back to the way it always was. Their love was
1: conditional. And um, if I wanted their love, then I was going to have to do it their way. You know, I didn't get to be who I am.
0: The more things changed in Mylin's life, the bigger the lies to her parents got. Every law job she took felt boring and pointless. So she quit, left law altogether. She and her boyfriend ran off to Europe and Asia to dance. But of course, what she told her parents was totally different. And that's how she ended up in the car with them on their way back from the airport, spinning tails for four hours. They
1: thought that my first law firm sent me to Japan because we were opening an office in Tokyo and that I had some case to work on there. She says lying is like improv. It was intense, like some of those questions are just very specific. They wanted to know exactly how much money I was making now. Six figures. They wanted to know how many raises have I gotten since I started at this firm. Three. They wanted to know how many offices we have. A dozen? Like which cities. At some point I'm just sitting in the car randomly naming cities and hoping they don't ask me to
0: repeat. The real reason Mylin was back in the States was because she applied to MFA programs for dance. And she had an interview at Arizona State. It was almost like her parents were in on the game.
1: They asked me, oh, have you considered living in another state? Because they really want me to get married and buy a house.
0: One of the random cities on her list was Tucson.
1: And so my dad said, oh, I mean, I know Arizona's hot, but like it should be pretty inexpensive there. Like what if you moved there? And then I said, yeah, you're right, Dad. Like, let me consider that.
0: (laughs) For Mylan's 30th birthday, instead of having a party, she decided to take her parents and younger sister to a resort in Yosemite. After that dream of trying to give them money at their funeral and the disaster with the dance video, she figured she could at least take them on some trips, show them some appreciation. It was January, and there was snow everywhere, hardly any other people on the hiking trails. At one point, my Lynn and her dad got ahead of the others and were walking alone in the mountains.
1: And he says, you don't love me. And I said, this was a very expensive trip, Dad. (laughs) Like, can you just... And he goes, no, no, I understand you kind of love me, but I mean, you don't really love me because you never call me, we never talk. And I said to him... Do you have any idea how exhausting it is talking to you because everything upsets you? Like, you won't let me just live my life. You won't let me be who I am. So I have to pretend to be someone else for your sake. And it's just tiring. So I just don't even want to... If I don't have to call you, then I won't. I said, I disappoint you as a daughter just as you disappoint me as a father. And I think it's best if we just... (laughs) accept that about each other and, you know, just let that go and be okay with that." And he didn't say anything.
0: My Lin said all this in English, so it's possible her dad just didn't understand what she was saying. Maybe that's why she felt she could be so blunt. Maybe she's saying these things more to herself than to him. Because every time she's tempted to come clean, she thinks of the dance video and her parents utter rejection. It's not gonna end happily. Like
1: we're not gonna come to a meeting of the minds and like understand one another in this life. It's just not gonna happen. She's decided she's going to keep lying. She's committed. I'm just gonna pave over it and make it look nice so that they don't have to deal with any of the pain that we don't have to deal with the pain of things not being how either of us want them to be
0: She sometimes thinks of the ghosts in her graveyard dream and what it will be like when her parents die for real how broken she'll feel but how she won't have to worry anymore what they think of her or what she has to hide from them That's The Leap I'm April Domboski The Leap is produced by me, Judy Campbell, with help from Bianca Taylor. Seth Samuel composed the music for this piece. Nathan Campbell wrote and performed the song you're hearing now. Deb George is the editor, and the executive producer is Joanne Wallace. This is the third season of The Leap. You can find the first two seasons on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, and thanks for listening. Leaping lizards, is that really me?
1: So circle your
0: buzzers over the yawning deep. I bet all I got against...